We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Yeah, your entire your lifestyle of sharing anything Villanova related. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you may as well just unfriend me now because it's just, there's plenty more coming. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb. With me, as always, is Andrew Laird. We are going to be reviewing most of Game Week 33. We are also going to preview the last game, which is the double game week of Crystal Palace versus Everton. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, getting right back to the rest of game week 33, uh, Andrew, I think our last podcast was pretty predictive. 
I, I, I mean, not much surprised us here. Maybe some, maybe a score line here or there, like Swansea, Chelsea. But overall, I think it was pretty unsurprising. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and let, let's get started with the first game of the weekend where, I, I mean, you, I, I, I wanted to place a wager on it, but we forgot to actually wager. <laughs> but I thought that my 2-2 prediction at best for Arsenal was spot on, and I was oh, I was almost right to the score. Uh, you know, it was 3-3 West Ham and Arsenal, and also we both predicted that Andy Carroll would have a good day, maybe not as good as this, but he would actually have. Well, I... I believe I taunted you when Arsenal went up 2 nothing because I believe that's what I said would happen. I was like, see, easiest pick of the week. And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, it was 2-2 from Andy Carroll. And you were like, boy, could have seen this one coming. <laughs> so I got a little taste of my own medicine pretty quickly. But the the other thing that we need to talk about is how Diafrasako is pretty much done at West Ham. The offers, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he found out that he was not starting, and from basically what I'm reading, he f- is faking an injury and uh, saying he was unfit to play. He stayed home, and there doesn't seem to be many reasons to force him back, especially after Carroll's hat trick. Yeah, especially because they have three other strikers that are healthy and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does not appear to be. There does not appear to be any pressing need for him. Yep. Yeah. The uh, you know it was they got lucky uh, later in the weekend when uh, United lost because they kind of kept them in that fifth spot. Although uh, kept the, they gained ground. They're... Right. Yeah. So they uh, you know they look pretty pretty well set. It's possible that uh, I believe it's possible that six and seven could make Europa. If uh, Man City, who has, is now in the semis of the Champions League, I doubt they will win the Champions League. But if Liverpool wins uh, Europa, uh, they get an, the Premier League gets an extra spot. So uh, it looks pretty. It's now looking more likely that West Ham will at least be playing in Europa next year. We'll see. Uh, I, I think uh, I think that's not what their intentions are. I think they really want Champions League because they can then spend really big. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, obviously they want Champions League, but... Well, it's a big deal for West Ham because they get that Olympic Stadium next season. This is their last season at the Boiling Ground, so... Or at Upton Park, so whichever one you want to call it, but they're going to be blowing bubbles somewhere else in a much bigger venue yes. next season, and they, and they're they starting to make noise that they want a Lacazette, uh, and, and that's the big... Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> Apparently, that's that bothered Sacco as well. That he thought he was playing well, and all he keeps hearing about is how West Ham are targeting a, a center forward. So, well, he'll find himself on Nance or some French team very soon. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, 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 whatever. Just <laughs> I, I just picked one. Anger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I believe it's plural. I believe it's angers. That's right. How could I possibly forget? <laughs> Um, Aaron Cresswell, by the way, as of as of late, um, he's when they play that back three, which they did to start against Arsenal, he doesn't look too comfortable playing the wing back position. Mm-hmm. When he gets forward, he looks very comfortable. Yeah, but that, he doesn't he know where to stand defensively. I think that's exactly right. I think he's, that middle ground is like he he wants to fall back because that's what he usually does, but. He's not really expected to do that because there are three guys behind him. So, yeah, I mean, the 
the assist that he had to Carroll uh, makes you think, you know, why why don't they try that all the time? Um, obviously, Carroll has been hurt for a while, but uh, the good reason, yeah the the crossing has been down from last year. Uh, you know, we've kind of noted that, but it's well, oh, he's yeah. so another successful reason, that. Yeah, well, another reason for that is Dimitri Payet taking corners. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, the. Uh, do you think they finish ahead of United? I think it's closer than closer to fifty-fifty than most would would make it seem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 people think it's just a foregone conclusion that Manchester United will get enough points. Uh, I don't think it's that way at all. In fact, if you, if, you know, especially you know, my whole theory that you know better offenses score more points in in the table. Because the way the way to get points is to score goals. Uh, Manchester United just do not have a steady stream of goals in them. But I mean, if they're if they're going to pull away from West Ham, it has to be this week. It has to. Yeah. Because they have the easiest of the double game weeks by a large margin. Um, they, Arsenal's are pretty easy too. No. No. It, not it, you're right. Not that easy. Yeah. Manchester United have Villa and Palace. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, Arsenal's are Palace and West Brom. Yeah, West Brom greater than. So, yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> so, fair. I, by, again, by, I think, a, a significant margin as yeah. well. And West Ham's got at Leicester. That's. That's not, and that's not easy. This, no. uh, this has to be the week. Yeah. That United pull away. Yep. They, they, they do not have a choice because it's that, it's not that people want to play West Ham right now. They don't. They're, West Ham are getting healthy. Well, except for Diafrasaka, and they're playing. Oh, he's healthy. Him. He just <laughs> exactly. Well, depends who you depends who you ask. Um, uh, it, it's you know, yeah, it, like week, said, right. it, it has to. It, it really has to be because West Ham are going to have a game in hand the rest of the way, and man, it, it just at, at one no, point, no, they're even, aren't they? Uh, they're even now, but United are playing a double game week, and West Ham are not. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, they are. Sorry, yes, my, yeah. my mistake. My mistake. My mistake. Um, but West Ham, West Ham are ahead on goal differential too. Yeah. So, unless Manchester United are going to usurp them by more than th- uh, three goals, uh, in terms of you know, you know goal I, differential, I don't, I don't see West Man United being able to score three in one game, let alone. Exactly, they've done that I think twice. Yeah. Rooney's so, coming back. Uh, problem solved. I, I was about to say that. I'd say problem created. <laughs> I, they, they, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they bench Rashford. Mm. I think that's a dumb move, but I think that's what they do. That would be the Chelsea thing to do. It sure would be. be. A very Chelsea thing to do, and which I think what's really hurting this team is, you know, they don't know if Louis Van Hall will be there. Yeah, they think they're assuming he's not. And Louis Van Hall probably doesn't do very well when people aren't listening to him because he, <laughs> he demands a lot of their he demands a lot of his players. Yeah. So it, it's it's just they're just not playing they're not having any inspired performances as of late, and I don't see it getting any better until Mourinho is announced as the next manager or whoever they happen to get. But let's be honest, it's going to be Mourinho. Um, this team is, I think, is is rudderless. Not to talk too much shenanigans, but what if it's not Mourinho? What if LVG stays? Where does Mourinho go? If LVG stays, I think every player leaves. <laughs> not everyone. I mean, he. I think Martial is fine, and Memphis, I mean, who doesn't play. Yeah, Memphis could. I mean, 
Depends who else go. You know, if Mata goes and. Did you see Juan Mata playing left back? Yeah. That was, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, that was that was a weird one. Ashley Young playing in the striker, center. striker. Yeah. Just. I can't. I. I, I Is that I enough know. evidence that you've run out that he's run out of ideas? Exactly. I don't. I, I don't know what the thought process is anymore there. And West Ham have a very clear thought process. Yes. In fact, they have. They they have Plan A's and Plan B's. Would you uh, agree that West Ham, after Leicester, are like the most? Uh, we were talking about this uh, earlier this season, but like that they have the clearest identity other than Leicester. No, West Brom. Okay. It's it's, it's I'm very, not sure West Brom really does though. It's very clear. Yeah. You're not sure what West Brom does, they defend. It's Tony Pulis. They don't they're, they're, though. They 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 don't play like that anymore. They're much more open than we expect a Tony Pulis side just cuz they're not scoring as much doesn't mean you know that that they're defensive, but they're not nearly as good defensively as as Pulis, well, as the I, Pulis they, name not, gives I mean, them they credit They execute for. it well, but their identity is that they are going to be compact and they are going to defend. They don't do it well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm arguing that I don't believe that's really their identity anymore. I, I think, think they're much more attacking with Barahino and Rondon it's, and McLean it's, and it's really Sessegnon. hard. It's really hard to say that to me when only one team has scored fewer goals than them. But again, it's not... I mean, they're... The execution is is poor. That doesn't mean that they're a defensive squad. I mean, I bet there are a dozen teams that have, or maybe 10 teams that have given up fewer goals than them. They're hardly like an elite defensive team that we kind of expect from a Tony Pulis side. But the fact that... Oh, just... They've given up three more, three fewer goals than Swansea. I mean, that's not that great. Then Chelsea. I mean, that's the that's the group they're in. I, Sorry, I'll forget the facts. Let's we can move on. I just I, having watched a few West Brom games, not a many, they still play the way that you expect them to play. Okay, they just don't do it well. Okay, but and I think it's evident by the fact that they let up goals, but they don't score any. Mm-hmm. Like they're not trying to go forward, but they keep leaking goals. Okay, that's. It, I'm surprised that they're talking about Tony Pulis getting an extension now, when rumor was before that he was going to be gone. Right. Yeah. So just a, just a whirlwind here. Um, I, I, so I, I talked to you a little bit about this during the weekend, getting back to West Ham and Arsenal. Uh, this is just a, you know issues that I have with fantasy soccer scoring because it's really sometimes it's really just you don't know what to what to get in the market. You know, Alex Awobi, who had two assists and and just and played very well in general and if you count the peripheral stats, should have gotten more points than Laurent Koscielny, but depending on which format you were in, Koscielny, who scored a goal, but his team led up three goals, uh, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where a defender who scores once but lets up three goals versus a midfielder who has two assists. Which should score more in your head? Which <laughs> should score more points? Yeah, I I mean, it should be the the two-assist guy. I'll, I'll certainly agree with that. So, um I, what I don't like is our scoring systems that give different points for different players, for different positions. And I think that's what, it, like, you know, defender goals are eight points, but forward goals are, are six. Like, why is there – I realize that, it, you know, it happens defenders don't score as much, but, I mean, it's the same 
it's the same action. Uh, so why, you know, it's like giving extra points for wide receiver yardage as opposed to running back yardage, but it, like receiving yardage, like that doesn't make sense. Well, they do that kind of with, you know, with point per reception, if you want to take it there. But no, because they each get a point for a reception. Yeah, but that favors more the wide receivers. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I mean, then the argument is that goals favor forwards. That's that's the comparison. I'm literally making hand gestures as if you're looking at me. <laughs> it's, 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 it's great podcast radio. <laughs> it really is. Um, all right. Uh, nothing. So we've talked West Ham Arsenal into the ground. Aston Villa are not relegated yet, but they've got to be soon. Uh, I, I think if Norwich score a point or if Villa lose again, they're done. I believe that was right. I believe that's so, right. Yeah. So it's 99.9% according to the soccer power index that they will go down. Yeah. Uh, just you, – you, and you know what? I thought that Arthur Boric and everybody was on Arthur Boric. His ownership percentages were off the charts last weekend. And you correctly said Jordan Ayew is playing really well. <laughs> they may just sneak a consolation goal in and lo and behold, uh, it's Jordan Ayew who gets a late goal. But Josh King got a gift of a goal. And Steve Cook assisted by Simon Francis. So of course, absolutely everything you would have expected there, goal front, uh, goal scorer wise uh, from the Bournemouth side, which That's really right. it's disappointing from a Max Gradle point of view. Uh, but or Josh Richie. King, or Richie, yeah, absolutely Richie. Um, but Josh King's goal was a gift. Uh, just Villa, like you know, like Newcastle, like like Man, like Man City in the league, they just show they're just they don't seem very interested anymore yep i think that's i mean that's that's what happens it, at this it, point it's getting to the point where you start pretty much anyone against them like i would start opposing center backs against them at this point just for a clean sheet or thinking that they're going to score Either, both yeah well, both are pretty good possibilities they, they are terrible everywhere aston Villa. jordan i is pretty good you know uh yeah i mean I'm not sure that's different than the last few weeks anyway, or most yeah. of the season. So, it's More pronounced now. Uh, I, I, I don't want to go too far into this game because you know, there wasn't too much to talk about. Um, Simon Francis, you just wish he played out, out wide. Oh, he did. Yeah, good. yeah, that's why he got his assist. Yeah, that, that was everybody who jumped on him knew that, you know, uh, correctly picked that because the uh, Adam Smith was out, and so they don't have any other – uh, you know, fullbacks left. So they, but they've got plenty of center backs. So yes, Francis goes back out and does what he does. Yeah, it's, like I said, this makes you wish that he played out there. Yeah. Very, a, a very bitter Simon Francis drafter in multiple places. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to uh, the the real. Th actually, this game was on television. This game was very heavily watched. Uh, Crystal Palace at home against Norwich. Crystal Palace finally getting a win. Finally. Uh, Jason punching with the goal scored. I predicted it. Yes, you did. And Joel Ward getting an assist. One of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I also ranked John Ruddy, who did very well in that game. Mm -hmm. uh, John Ruddy had four saves, but uh, so did Wayne Hennessy in, in his shutout. So didn't really see this one coming from a shutout point of view here, but Palace, I mean, Palace got the points that they needed, I guess. Yeah, they did. I mean, they clearly did. But it wasn't convincing in any yeah. kind of way. I mean, there were still plenty of chances for Norwich, too. 
yeah, I mean, ultimately you're you're relying on Norwich scoring, and I think we've learned that that's not that's I've not something that. you can rely on. I've learned it the hard way, and what was the most disappointing part of this weekend, Dr. John agrees, is that Patrick Bamford only played like 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they, I believe they're unbeaten when he starts, so I don't know why you wouldn't start him. Well, and he could have scored a goal that would have eliminated Aston Villa. <laughs> could have done it. All right. Uh, again, not too much to talk about other than that Jason Punchin scored a goal. And Bakary Sako, the combination of Sako, Punchin, and Balassi were flying around. I mean, they were very active, mm-hmm. uh, which was good to see. Joel Ward was getting uh, ahead of the play as well. So was Pape Suarez. Not really, not really too much to talk about. Um, I mean, Norwich have another important game against Sunderland coming up. Huge. So, um, the, the, you know, the hits just keep on coming for Norwich. But they, when they, when Norwich are at their, I, I think I heard this on ESPN FC. When Norwich are at their best, they tend to win. When Sunderland are at their best, they may win. <laughs> I like that. So uh, you know that's their that's their prediction there. I, you know, Norwich have uh, two more wins than Sunderland and Newcastle, so they just lose too many. It's, yeah, they, they they do not play for the draw. Hmm. They just get blown out in almost every game. Right. Uh, anyway, too don't want to get too into. I mean, we'll get, let's get to Newcastle here while we're in the. Let, let, let's do the whole relegation picture here. Uh, Newcastle. When they they traveled to Southampton and looked awful. Uh, it, we we thought it would be like a Shane Long and and you liked Graziano Pele. Well, you know they both got a goal and an assist. Yep. Yeah, Newcastle. That I read the other or earlier today that like Rafa is like talking about sticking around if they go if they go under, and it's like they've. It's amazing how little they've changed since he got there. Like a few other guys are playing, but they're still awful. You know what they haven't done under Rafa Benitez? Win? Correct. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been there forever, but not one. I mean, that, that, he was there for that. Get them three points every so yeah. often so you can stay up, and they can't do it. Do you know how much they've spent on transfers just this season? Oh, gosh. I don't, but I bet it's... 80 million pounds. Yeah, that was... Yeah. And they may still go down. Yeah. In fact, they're getting more... And, it's more and more likely that they will. At yeah. This that team's going to be decimated next year from the guys who leave because when you sign 80 million pounds worth of players, they're not players who expect to go down to the championship. Yeah. And you know, we could go uh, – I, I was lo- I was looking at the, the, the championship table too, the division below, and Middlesbrough are – are in the one of, one of the automatic qualifying spots right now. Mm-hmm. So I can't say this yet, but the Premier League, well, if Middlesbrough don't go up for some reason, then there will be no team in the Northeast in the Premier League. That's nuts. Which which is news to which is you know the best thing for any team in London, uh, you know, the, just music to their ears. <laughs> that, that 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 trip up to the Northeast is awesome. Not having to do that, yeah. Yeah, but Middlesbrough is a Northeast team and if they make it then You'll still have to go up there, but only once a year. Who do you think gets the mo- the highest transfer fee leaving Newcastle? If, if well, there's, there's talk that a lot of the players have outs. Like if they get relegated, that they can leave for cheap. Um. So, for example, right. I believe I get that. That's a seven million. Right. What if that was not the case? Who do you think is the most expensive player to leave? It's got to be Jonjo. Really? Yeah. Over Wijnaldum? Yeah. Hmm. 
What, other than this five goal game, what has he done? Um, it's it's not much. Fair. It's not much. I mean, he had one really good game. I would bet Shelby stays because they made him captain. Uh, he no, they couldn't afford a salary. Is it that high? I mean, he came from it's Swansea. High. It's high. Uh, but remember, remember where he came from before Swansea. Mm. Yeah. Okay. He's. I mean, and his and his value is 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 high. They can get a lot for him. It's just not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it to have a John Joe Shelby in the championship. That's and also, fair. he he wouldn't want to be there. He'd force his way out. Yeah. I'm reading differently, but we'll see. I I, I would be stunned if he was still there. I, I mean, he he's better than Leroy Fair. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And Leroy Fair didn't make it through the championship season. Maybe he'll be there the first half of the season. I don't know. It, 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 just because he's the captain doesn't mean that you know he should sacrifice his <laughs> Okay. I get it. But uh, too much shenanigans there. Let's let, let, let's go on. Let, I mean, to the Southampton side, everyone we thought would be on the board was on the board. And Victor Wanyama even got on the board. Oh. Not for a red card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like we'd have a lot more to talk about if Newcastle won. That's right. And Fraser Forrester, really disappointing. I, I selected Forrester, even though it was more expensive, and he still let up a goal to the guy who I predicted would score, Andros Townsend. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did get that, saw that Townsend score, and I said, yep, Mike nailed that one too. Yeah. <sighs> Just really disappointing. Not as disappointing as Chelsea, nil, Swansea, one, Matt Miazga, awful. Um, just, really, it, it, just really terrible, and I hope they don't pull him. Because everyone was raving about his first game, and now he had the exact opposite. And you know what he is? A young player. Yep. So, I mean, it, this shouldn't be too surprising. Um, Alexander Pato got the start up front, did nothing. Uh, he, he had some good one-twos, but whatever. Uh, he's not the future there. It's really so, – it, it's so disappointing. And now they're probably going to go Diego Costa the rest of the year because Costa's off his suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk about um... – the nine yellow cards that were in this game? Uh, I was actually going to say that Willian has now missed two straight games. I don't know what the... I heard the first one was because he arrived late back from the international break. So I suppose that's reasonable, but he was just he was not in the squad last weekend. It's... It, I mean, without because they haven't said anything that makes it worse to me that's what i mean yeah they should address it in some way shape or form why is he not playing yeah maybe maybe he just you know maybe he just needs a break but there's no europe he copa america is not that important yeah uh, i don't know uh and swan do need him because neymar is not playing and of course it's gilfie stigerson of course i mean matt miazga headed the ball right to him but <laughs> Yeah, he. It's kind of incredible how he turned his season around. Oh, another note: uh, Begovic started. Yes, yes. Getting Played the younger, well. getting the younger guys in there who happen to be five years older than the than your starter. Yeah, well, the team, I, as you said, they're not playing anywhere else, so you might as well get them a run. I was about, I was about to say, uh, who's going to look more different next season, Chelsea or Manchester United? Mm, that's a good one. Um, One's going to have more money to spend than the other, and the other one is Chelsea. Oh, my God, yeah. Why? Uh, new, uh, Mourinho and the fact that they're going to be potentially in Champions League or de- at least Europa. They're not going to make Champions League, yeah. 
and the fact that it's Manchester United who has more money. I guess. Uh, let's not, I mean, they have more money, but going after the same players is, you know. They, they won't, they won't go, I, I don't think Chelsea can get the same caliber of player. That's ridiculous. I just don't, not, not without champions, not without any European soccer. No. Uh, no, nobody's going to Manchester United to play Europa. That, that's not a draw at all. Well, what if they're in the Champions League? Yeah, they're not. I mean, obviously everything changes if they are, but they're not. They're not making Champions League. Manchester United are not making Champions League. No. I think the top four now are going to be the top four. That's it. Yeah. That's fair. That's it's very fair. All right, let's go on to Watford and, and neither Everton. of them are getting Pogba. That's true. Well, he's definitely not going to United, but he's going to Barcelona. It's the worst yes. case. Um, so the hashtag for the Watford Everton game was whatever. And that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of this game. That's exactly what I thought. Romelu Lukaku blanked again. Yeah. And now he has double game week and no one can trust him. He, well, he's in the middle of a double game week and then he has another one. He has back to back double game weeks. Um, yeah, they're, uh, we learned nothing from this game. Like, we didn't find another Everton player to potentially consider. Ben and, Watson got another assist. Right. And Odiani Gallo is not going to score 30 goals like we all thought he was in January. Or in, uh, excuse me, October. Yep, doesn't look like the next Arsenal striker. No. Aurelio Gomez got six saves of no, worth noting. It's a decent amount of points. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, you know... I. Aurelio Gomez, I ranked him pretty highly in our rankings coming up uh, that are going to be coming out. He's got two cracks, and I mean he's got he's got he's got a double game week, and they're at West Brom and at West Ham. I mean, with the West Ham one's not good, but mm-hmm. I think I ranked him last among my double game week goalies that I ranked. I believe maybe Joel Robles is underneath him. I don't know. I. But, uh, by the way, I, I by the way I accidentally emailed the rankings to a coworker of mine, so awesome. I, I apologize. <laughs> I shared I shared the link. I was trying to share another Google document, but I shared that one. That's so, so much better. <laughs> You're like, by the way, I was not doing this during work. This was last night. I submitted them. Uh, I did have the excuse that it was 8 o'clock in the morning when I sent the link. Hmm. I was angry because literally as I hit publish on them, Sergio Aguero took a, knee, took a knock to his knee or kind of landed awkwardly and came out of today's match. Um, but then he he came went back. back. Yeah, he went back in. Um, but I was like, that's just classic as he's our top forward for next week and he's hurt, but we'll see. That's life. Say yep. love. Speaking of city, they beat West Brom two to one. Uh, people who picked Joe Hart, you, um, didn't, didn't get your clean sheet. It was no. it, the only clean sheets of the weekend came from Lucas Fabianski and Casper Schmeichel and Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. And Hugo Lloris. If you want to count the Sunday without counting Sunday, cause most people didn't play Sunday. So just for Saturday, it was Fabianski and Wayne Hennessy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Hennessy, I feel like we could have seen coming. <laughs> that game? No. <laughs> anyway. I don't know why you're so high on Norwich. I really don't. I, I, don't, I guess I don't either. Aguero did score. Speaking of Sergio Aguero, he did score against West Brom. Sessegnon uh, opened the scoring, I believe. So West Brom took an early lead, but then went Manchester City woke up. And uh, a name we haven't spoken in the goal sheet since, I think, 2014, Samir Nazari <laughs> on the yeah. score sheet. And uh, Kolarov got an assist. So mm-hmm. a lot of names that you wanted to see. 
James McLean got an assist for West Brom. Not going to really go too excited about that. Uh, but Manchester United, that did not play. Yeah, I know. Scored. He was rested to play today and scored. DMPCD, coach's decision. <laughs> uh, it, it paid off because he scored today. Uh, I, I don't think I could have been more wrong about anyone in the Premier League this season. I mean, oh, that's not true. Leicester. I had less, I had in in fairness, in fairness, doing well. in fairness, nobody got that right. Yeah. There were De Bruyne believers. There were not Leicester believers. That's true. Correct. All right. Speaking of Leicester, let's transition there because there's really not much to talk about the, uh, for Manchester City West Brom other than that it, it was exactly what we thought it was. Yes. Uh, Le- uh, Leicester did not win one nil. They tacked on an extra one at the end. Yeah. And it was Jamie, it was Jamie Vardy. Uh, Double uh, because you dropped him in FPL, just like you predicted last week. He got his two goals. Yeah, I actually went to my team and noticed that I never actually dropped him. I I may have dropped him in you know what I dropped him in ESPN. That's where I dropped him. Um, but I kept him in FPL, and my team is so bad in FPL. I just, uh, it's so frustrating. But yeah, I dropped him in one, and so of course he bags the double and. Uh, they qualified for the Champions League. Yeah, they're in. It's seeing Ranieri get that emotional was. Uh, that was fun. It's fun. Yeah, it, it, it's it's such a it's such an amazing story. In fact, uh, one of my coworkers uh, at the company I work for during the day, uh, he's a Spurs fan, and I said, "You know, what are your emotions about the end of the season?" And he goes, "I can't lose." That's a nice way to think of it. He's and. I mean, as a, in fact, he, uh, I, I, I wish I'd asked him this because I thought about it literally the second we hung up from the conference call. I was I was going to say, well, what if Spurs win? What would your emotion be? Would you feel really bad for Leicester because they're never going to get this chance again? <laughs> feel good for Spurs? And I imagine his response would be, I'm going to be happy for Spurs because they'll never get this chance again either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky question. But Vito Minone got five saves. He, he, he's been really good since, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, since, uh, bleh, Pantelamon left. Yeah. Since Pantelamon left and since big Sam got, there. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's I'm serviceable. Not, yeah. I was about to say he's good, but he's, yeah, he's serviceable. Yes. Uh, okay. I, I put this tweet out on Sunday, I think in the afternoon, upon some thinking and actually after watching a little bit of Bayern Munich play, I'm wondering why goalies don't play the sweeper-keeper against Leicester. Take away the early long ball because the keeper will just be there and boot it out of bounds. The, I think you are making something that's very difficult sound very easy. So only so only Manuel Neuer has the ability to do it. I think so. And and also Mark Andre Ter Stegen for Barcelona. Yeah, but he messed one up earlier this season or a few weeks ago too. He messed one. Uh, it's well, it doesn't st- happen that often. When you mess that up, you I mean it's like you you cannot mess that up. <laughs> That's the problem with that. And so goalies don't want to put themselves in that situation. Man. I, I agree with you that it's the right maneuver, but it's goalies easier said that, than done. 
So I don't want to hear any more uh, any any more talk out of goalies that they can be outfield players. Then I just don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, th- that's all garbage. No, there's no way they most of them okay. could be. All right. <sighs> Would they wear the huge gloves while they played, like midfield? <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool four, Stoke one. What that? Yes, yes. All, all, all pissed inspiring for Liverpool. Alberto Moreno, who I ranked higher than anyone last week and ranked highly again this week. Daniel Sturridge and Origi getting two. Mm. Uh, and Boyan, of course. It's Boyan, not yeah. Shakiri, not Arnautovic, but Boyan. Shakiri did get an assist, which is great, I guess. Um, <laughs> it just ruins Mignolet's clean sheet. Uh, it's. It, I mean, it, it just there's no more dominance than Liverpool. Also, Milner getting two assists again. Yep. Yeah, when they're on, they're on. They've got a big one on Thursday. They're hosting Dortmund in the uh, Europa quarterfinals. It's one one on aggregate. Like that Dortmund's been flying like all season, so to hold them to one and get the away goal, that that'll be fun on Thursday. And Origi, I wonder if Origi was the one who scored the away goal. Yes. Yeah. He's I mean, it makes you realize I mean, obviously they did this move before um before Klopp came in, but Benteke is just worthless for them so you have to think he's going somewhere else he should join villa in the championship next season oh gosh no (laughs) do you think yeah i i wonder if he'll leave england he might i think he i think he'll go to west brom before he leaves england not west brom i didn't mean that west ham oh yeah that'd be that'd be fun yeah he'll he'll join he'll join all a lot of strikers that are just like him yeah Including rarely healthy. All right, uh, Spurs three, Manchester United zero. A brilliant six minutes by Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it a, was it a brilliant? Was this was a Spurs a win or United loss? It was a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, I, I, can you imagine where Manchester United would be without David de Gea? They well, I was I gonna say I was gonna say they wanted to, but he wanted to. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, he's by far their best player. By far, which is why he wants out. Well, yeah, he wants to go to Real Madrid. Yeah, but Keylor Navas has been great for them, so it's not. Uh, it doesn't be a straight swap. <laughs> uh, but Manchester United, when one goal they goes against the them, they're done. If you go up one nothing against Manchester United, Manchester it may as United, well be ten. Yeah, may as well. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's just amazing to me that the guys that are playing now, like if. If I told you um, at the beginning of the season that like Lingard was a regular and Marcus Rashford and the weird thing is, is that most of the guys are fit. I mean, Rooney's not, although that probably helps them a little bit. But like the guys that are starting are the ones that are the best options in in Van Hall's mind. And like, that's crazy to me. But they played basically this entire season with Daly Blind as a center back, um, and I'm not they've, sure he. Yeah, they've been hit pretty hard by injuries in the back. Oh sure, but I mean it's really just Phil Jones that he's replacing. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's uh, I I don't see how you anybody could think this team is making the Champions League. Uh, it's, and are they? I mean, are they better now than they were under Moyes? Are they better now? Yeah. They're more expensive. Are th- No, they're not better. No chance. 
it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting scenario in that the managers are always blamed first and when the players the following year don't change or when nothing really changes then it's still the manager's fault the next manager's fault at what point does is there just you know get these players out of here part of what i kind of faulted Moyes for was not realizing or not acting like the club was as big as it is that like when you go out and your biggest signing is Mero and Fellaini, like that's your, he was still kind of operating like he was at Everton. And my thought is, is if he came in and had the players that Van Hall has, I feel like they would be better. Well, Manchester United have that committee that transfer yeah. committee that that does the, the the transfer, so I can't blame boys for that. Right, but but, but do you I, think I, they I, would be better with this group of players and Moyes? Like if this was the team he took over and not the Fergie team, I, they're just old. They're old. They're slow. Besides for Martial and Rashford, Lingard's young. The, the exact, uh, I mean, they, they they're not as old as you think they are. I mean, I think Rojo's only like 23, isn't he? I mean, they're old. They're old in the midfield. They're really old. I guess Rojo's 26. Yeah, I mean, they're... Eh. Uh, it, it, I mean, they have, they have an over-the-hill Schweinsteiger running around, an over-the-hill Carrick running around. Well, yeah, Carrick playing as much. But Schneiderlin's only 26. Yeah, but... but uh, that's... I mean, I'm, I'm talking... The, you know, two of the three that I'm talking about here. I mean, Schweinsteiger's injured. That's why he's not playing. Yeah. But do you know how old he is, by the way? He's not as old as people think. <laughs> a friend of mine. He's like a friend of mine. I am me the other day, and he goes, "There is absolutely no way Schweinsteiger's 31." Yeah, that's, that's what he's gonna be 32 in August. He's like, so, if you had told me he was 37, I would have believed you. Like he's just been around forever. Well, yeah, he started playing for Bayern when he was like 17, yeah, nine. 18. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, like playing for the senior team. Yes. 2002, he debuted with Byron. It's nuts. You do the math. Uh, it's like 50 it's... years or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I get that, but I think you know every team has some older players on. It's not like they're ex, you know exceptionally old, and they have young attacking pieces. So I'm not. That's that my that's my thing use, with with Van. They don't Hall. use correctly. Well, and that's that's sort of what I mean. Like I wonder. That's why I wonder if they were if this team would be better with Moyes. Not that he was like some, you know, attacking genius, but you have to think that people would get more out of these players. There are good players on that team. Memphis is so much better than what we've seen this year. He was good in a league where goal scoring is a plenty. I, I guess, but he's still better than what we've seen. The fact that he can't break into that starting lineup is absurd. He can't break into that lineup. He, I mean, he was okay. I, I think he was better than okay for for the Netherlands, but yeah, yeah. You're. I mean, this team just—they all seem to be playing badly at the same time. That, I think that's a great point. And but, but how is that? Why is that? Why does that happen? Is that coaching? Is that training? Is that just you know? The, the realities of the season finally setting in. I don't know. 
I, I, I mean, I think the realities of the season are setting in for them. And they've already set in for Chelsea. Uh, and that's what's, that's what's interesting about this season to me. And that's what I'm going to remember about this season, that these big clubs realized, uh, you know, realized their own demise so quickly this season. I mean, even Manchester City a few weeks ago, they just they, they just haven't fought in the Premier League. They just like, oh, we're done. Yeah, I think that's fair. <sighs> I'm starting to get that feeling now about this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast that it's pretty much over. So let's end it here. We will be getting back to you guys really, really quickly with our preview for next week. Actually, you know what? We forgot to do one thing, Andrew. We did? Yeah. We what forgot to preview Everton and West. Oh yeah, and goodness, Palace. goodness! Still another match to play. We have it's our, it's another review it's another uh, review preview pod. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, Crystal Palace at home against Everton. Uh, can Crystal Palace carry that momentum that they have uh, with the one nil victory over Norwich into their match at home against Everton? I think so. I mean, as... sorry, sorry, sorry. Will they? I hate that. Can you? Oh continue? yeah, I, I think Palace wins this one. I think Everton are are lost at this point, and Palace are now have their pieces back. My fear is that Con- well, not my fear, but it sounds like Connor Wickham might start, which uh, leaves Bakary Sacco theoretically out, um, unless I don't know who else would take a seat. Uh, I feel like we haven't said the name Wilfred Zaha in months. Well, he, yeah, he didn't start last weekend, but. So. Yeah, so I, um, I'm not sure how that how that team plays out, but uh, not that like one week means that they're trending better, but I think they're they're playing better now that against Everton than Everton is, and I, I see no reason to think that Everton Hold wins. On. Oh, no, 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 no. Crystal Palace are not playing better than Everton are. Remember, this is the same Crystal Palace team that didn't get a point in 2016 until last week. I know, but but Balassi now being back, Balassi and Kabai being back, punching like I think. The, the fact that they have those guys back together uh, allows them to say that they're better than Everton right now. Uh, I'll agree with you that they have the style of play. They have the style of players that can crush Everton's defense. Uh-huh. They have big, fast, and deceptively strong players. Yeah, but Bakary Sacco particularly, he's big and fast and strong. Yeah. Um, and they can counterattack which is important against Everton because Everton are going to want to keep the ball. And Everton love to give up goals on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. Man, they love it. They love to give up goals at, at, in any situation. Everton haven't won in like five weeks. Yeah, well, here's the – here's the, so something that even will will spin this forward. If Lukaku blanks again, doesn't get a goal or an assist, would you rather have Lukaku playing twice or Vardy playing once? I thought about that with our rankings. And frankly, I thought about that regardless of whether he scores tomorrow or not. I think if he scores tomorrow, people are going to go, people will be right back on him. Sure. I stayed on him for one more, one more try. But yeah, I wish we could have, the more I I talk about it, the more I regret it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I wish we could have done rankings after this game, but I understand that we couldn't. Um, but I really, I, I really wanted to see what Lukaku would have done. I mean, I ranked Ross Barkley very low. Me too. So it, 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 I think one of the only reasons why I ranked them is because the double game week, two mediocre to crappy performances are better than one, which is what you'll get from the bottom half of the midfielders anyway. I, I ranked Aaron Lennon ahead of Ross Barkley. That's interesting. That's very interesting. 
That's how I feel about Ross Barkley. Mm. And on that bold note, we will for real end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thank you so much, Andrew, for going through not one but two endings of this podcast. <laughs> My pleasure, Mike. All right, we'll talk. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, we'll catch you again on the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast tomorrow. We'll be preview game week thirty-four. Cats win it all. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.